I'm back with fellow talk show host and my man, uh, the man himself, Dr. Phil. Now, as you know, uh, this guy doesn't fool around when he hands out advice. This is, he is probably the best in the business at this. And so we got some guests here that's looking for his no-nonsense uh, take on this situation. So please welcome Brittany and Lauren. So me and my wonderful boyfriend here, we've been dating for over a year now. And as we talk about our future and talk, talks about marriage, we kind of we have a little issue here and there. So he's traditional, and I'm a modern woman. All right. Ten seconds of her talking, and this is already a lost cause. You don't have the same values. Do not marry this chick. This mismatch of values is not the only problem. The woman speaking, Brittany, displays several red flags, but to catch some of them, you need to know human psychology and you need to know how to read people, a skill that many of us have lost. When interacting with someone, it is very important that you pay attention to the words that they use. The tone of someone's voice and the facial expressions they make are also important. How they dress is important. All these things matter, and they can be picked up within a few minutes of meeting someone. I know it's hard to think like that, because it's contrary to the feminist message that we grew up with. We can never judge. Don't judge a book by its cover. It's wrong to judge. Okay, fine. Let's go with that. So I'm going to a local 7-Eleven, and I see a guy in a hood walking into the store with an angry look on his face, and it looks like he is secretly holding on to a gun in his jacket pocket. We can't judge. I haven't met him yet. This guy isn't a robber. He could be a rocket scientist getting coffee on his way to work. We don't know. We can't judge. That might offend someone. So should I just go into the store and be a part of a heist? Or should I hang back and call the police so that maybe the 7-Eleven store owner doesn't get robbed or killed? You need to be able to read these situations as early as possible so you don't get stuck in a place that you can't get out of. This guy wants to marry this chick and she will ruin his life if he does that. There are certain things about people that are important to vet out. Or you can do what feminists say, which leads to intelligent things like this. Here is a picture of a feminist wearing a sign on her shirt that says roughly this, saying that I can't wear a tank top to school when it's hot is perpetuating rape culture. We shouldn't teach women to fear men. We should teach men to not rape. Interesting. Okay, so I noticed that you're wearing a t-shirt that says Falling in Reverse. What do we have here? The lead singer of Falling in Reverse was arrested on charges of domestic assault. I'm going to ignore the word alleged because according to feminists, all women must be believed. Look at this. It says this singer spent two and a half years in prison on a prior charge. My understanding is that he was an accomplice to murder. So you want to talk about men perpetuating rape culture when you wear the band merch of a guy who beat his girlfriend. On that topic, let's take a look at some statistics from Rain. It says here that 8 out of 10 rapes are committed by someone known to the victim. You mean these things aren't random? 33% of rapes are committed by a current or former spouse, boyfriend, or girlfriend. Wouldn't that be a thing? Instead of calling out the rapists, who we know aren't going to change, maybe we should end 80% of rape by teaching people how to vet out rapists so that they don't let them into their lives. You know what? Never mind. That's wrong. 
we shouldn't make judgments about other people. All jokes aside, though, very often evil comes into our lives because we invite it in. So when we look at Brittany, maybe there's some kind of sign that will let us know what kind of person she is. For example, take a look at this screenshot that I took from the Steve Harvey Show clip. Based on this picture, who would you say is the dominant person in the relationship? Not just that, but look at how angry Brittany looks when she is simply talking about a value mismatch with someone who she claims has a great relationship with outside of that value mismatch. He feels that I should be at home taking care of the children and that he should be the breadwinner. But I think that we should be a unit, that there are no gender roles to what we do. I actually would like to also be the breadwinner. I also feel that we should take care of the children together. One of the biggest issues we hit was about marriage. He thinks that I should take his complete last name. I've talked about hyphenating my last name. He feels that the marriage won't does he, be... Does he speak, by the way? Or... <laughs> Or or do you speak Uh, for him? Listen to the way she talks. She sounds angry and she looks angry. This is probably behavior that she is not consciously aware of, meaning it's something that she learned in childhood. So let's go to these statistics. This graph comes from the CDC. As of 2014, we have 70% of black children born to unwed mothers. So Brittany is angry at somebody subconsciously. Based on these statistics, I'm guessing that her mother chose to have children with a deadbeat and Brittany hates her father. This is where the passive-aggressive, I don't want to take your last name, comes from. Brittany not liking her father is a problem because people project their feelings of their partners based on the opposite sex parent. If she hates her father and doesn't deal with those feelings, then she's going to hate her future husband. Not only that, but as Dr. Phil sort of suggests, This whole scene is like a parent-teacher conference where mommy is speaking for her son about why his grades are bad. She doesn't sound like his girlfriend. She sounds like his mother. Something that is likely to cause this psychology is a deadbeat father who is into drugs that she had to take care of when she was a child. Kids being parentalized is not that uncommon. My theory is not a guarantee, but these are risk factors that you need to look for, and it's why that family of origin needs to be discussed. If she had an abusive childhood and is showing remnants of that abuse, like chronic anger, then she is displaying that she is going to use that anger on you. Brittany is auditioning to become a single mother. My side of it is, I feel that as the man in today's society, a lot of women do have power. They do have, you know, we're equals. But in my house, personally, me, I want you to be the one that can take care of my kids, take care of my household. But at the end of the day, when I come home, I would, I would like something to eat. I would like my house clean. I would like my kids taken care of. I can cook for myself. I can do for myself. It's just he what I would rather, what I would rather her do. Wow, look at that in the audience. We have another woman who is auditioning to become a single mother if she isn't already one. Do you see why men are saying, screw marriage? Where did we get this idea of, well, I guess this one-year-old kid is just going to take care of himself? Where did that come from? Kids that are raised in daycare by minimum wage workers turn out like crap. Someone has to stay home. If she wants to be the breadwinner, then she needs to find some nice beta who wants to be a stay-at-home dad. But she doesn't want that. Women don't want men like that. She wants Tyrone, 
and the career. What's that phrase? If you try to chase two rabbits at the same time, you'll catch neither? Maybe these modern women should think about that for a bit. Now, one of the things I like to do here on this channel is promote universal principles so you can learn lessons from places that you didn't expect to learn them. Let's talk about TV shows. One thing that leads to a bad script is multiple characters in a story arc who serve the exact same purpose. In a good story, each character is an individual with different aspirations than the other characters and serves a specific purpose in the story that is different from everyone else. Speaking of anime, let's talk about Dragon Ball for a second. In anime for young boys like Dragon Ball, the main character typically has a rival to help progress the story. For example, Naruto and Sasuke, Izuku and Katsuki, Yusuke and Hiei. During Dragon Ball, the hero Goku has many different rivals. Yamcha, Krillin, Tien, Piccolo, and Vegeta. Every one of those rivals becomes a background character or takes on a new role in the story when the new rival shows up, except for Vegeta because Vegeta has permanently filled the rival slot. Good character design centers around be useful to the story or get out of the way. It's very much like nature and survival. You don't need two characters serving the exact same purpose. It weakens a story just like it weakens a marriage when men and women serve the exact same role. If I am working 8 to 10 hours a day, then I don't need someone else to do that, just like you don't need two stay-at-home parents. Steve is going to say this later, but if I need two working parents to support a family, then I either need to get a better job or lower my expenses. What I do need, though, is someone to take care of all the things that I can't because I'm at work. I can't work a job and take care of kids at the exact same time. If I'm working all day, I don't have time to cook healthy meals. I need someone to take care of that. I need someone to do the cleaning so that my house isn't in disarray when I get home. What happens when both parents work? That stuff doesn't get done. The kids don't learn how to clean because neither parent has the time to do it. Then worse, they model their parents' behavior and grow up to become slobs. The kids don't learn how to cook either because no one is at home. However, what does happen is that everyone gets into junk food because no one has the time to cook and the kids become fat and unhealthy while at the same time learning none of the skills that would make them independent. What are people always saying about millennials? Millennials are lazy. Millennials are weak snowflakes. Millennials don't have any basic skills. How about that? The mainstream media has so many articles about how terrible millennials are that it's become a meme. Well, who raised the millennials? Feminism and single mothers. Two things that mainstream media outlets are in full support of. Thank God the internet is here to teach us all the essential stuff that we weren't taught as kids. And of course, both Dr. Phil and Steve primarily take the woman's side. There was one key word out of everything both of you have said that troubled me more than anything else either one of you said. And the word is my. Because you said, I want her to take care of my house. I want her to take care of my kids. I want her to have my dinner ready. My, 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 oh my. Everything that both of them said? Then why did you only point out the things that the guy said? She's obviously highly intelligent, drop-dead gorgeous, got a lot of things going for her, right? Okay, well, at least that was honest. Dr. Phil basically just pointed out that the only reason he is with her is because she's attractive. He certainly doesn't value her mind. They have some pretty large philosophical disagreements. 
and he doesn't value her income because he wants her to stay home. So may I ask this yet again, as I've done in so many videos, what does she provide that he wants outside of sex? What do you, what do you think, Dr. Harvey? I can't tell you the pain you about to be in, sir. Uh, I can't even tell you what's up the road for you, man. <clears throat> See, you all are far away on some major issues. She's a modern woman. She wants to work. You want her to stay home. So you have something to eat when you come home. All that was cool back then. It was like, it was real cool. My mom and dad was growing up. Times have changed, just like the book Life Code says. We're in a different thing. I think it takes two incomes to make it now. As far as your name getting hyphenated, I understand his position on that. Because <clears throat> a man feels like that's the ultimate sacrifice of himself is to get married and to take his <clears throat> name. Now I'm, I'm, now, I'm with him on the name thing, but he gonna lose that other one for you. <laughs> Perfect. I think what Steve Harvey said is a pretty fair exchange. She gets to run the household, decide how the kids are raised, spend all the money, and determine what labor he does in the house. But don't worry, it's all okay, because he gets to keep the last name. Perfectly balanced, as all things should be. Yeah, y'all ought to just keep dating. Yeah. yeah. Cause y'all like, like it like this right now, right? Yeah. We're fine right now. We're... Oh, hey, stay there, stay there. <laughs> don't come over here and get in this here. You don't want in this here. <laughs> See, his wife, my wife, they run our house. Don't come over here. Wow, look at Steve dropping that red pill. Just have sex. Don't get married because when you get married, she will own you. There is no negotiation because if you don't do what she says, then she will take you to family court and get what she needs from you with child support and alimony. Don't bait and switch. Don't tell him what he wants to hear to get married and then switch. So the context for this clip is that Dr. Phil is telling them to negotiate and work this out. But there's a big problem here, which is that that's not going to happen. Brittany strongly believes in being a modern woman, and there is nothing that her boyfriend is going to do that will change her mind. This clip is from 2013, but if they stayed together, she either got her way or she baited and switched. They waited a year to discuss this, which is ridiculous. That's like going on to a job and negotiating pay after you finish the job. The boss already got what he wanted, so you're screwed. This conversation should have happened on the first couple of dates so they could each move on from each other. Not displaying your values up front will waste tons of your time. I remember all this stupid advice that I got from career training in college. Uh, don't discuss pay during the first interview. Don't discuss pay on the first interview? How am I supposed to know if this is a shit job or not? You mean I'm supposed to dance around like a monkey over eight different interviews and orientations without even knowing if the time I'm spending is even worth it? Hell no. Anything important should always be discussed right away. The sooner the better. Unless, unless you are a loser who doesn't have options and are afraid you will lose the opportunity. That's what this whole game says. I'm not good enough to find anyone else or anything else, so I'm just going to lie about my values until they feel too attached to say no. Try that out and see how it works. Don't be surprised if you land a job that you hate with bad pay. Don't be surprised if you get divorce raped. Don't be surprised when you have friends who don't care about you. Build yourself up to be the one with options so that you don't have to put up with any of this bullshit. And take it from Steve. Don't get married. But with that said, I think that will be enough for this video. So if you liked it, hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, 
comment and share. If you would like to support this channel, then you can do so with PayPal, Patreon, or Subscribestar. All of those links are in the description or on my channel page. And last, if you haven't checked me out on BitChute yet or Facebook, you can also find those in the description or on my channel page. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you in the next video.